I'm Rachel Hernandez, real estate investor turned mobile home investor and best-selling author. I make a living investing in mobile homes for cash flow for long-term passive income. After many mistakes and lessons learned, I've been able to create the kind of life where I can do the types of things I want to do, not have to do. I created the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast to share with you what I've learned so you can spend more time with family, friends, and do things you love. Mobile home investing can help you get there. If you want to hear real stories with practical and actionable advice you can use from someone who's been in the trenches and who's still investing today to create the type of life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello, and welcome to the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hernandez, aka Mobile Home Girl of AdventuresinMobileHomes.com. Thank you so much for joining me here on the third episode of the podcast. Now, just in case you missed it, be sure to tune into the last episode where I talk about my own mobile home investing journey. You can find it along with the show notes at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash two. And that is the number two. Okay, so let's get started. So last week, I shared with you my own personal mobile home investing journey. Basically, I went into my story on how I got into mobile home investing in the first place and what had led me to where I am now. So today, again, I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to talk about my first mobile home deal how I put it together, how I got the funds to buy it, the due diligence I had to do on it, my inspection process, how I negotiated it, the closing process, filling the home with new residents, and yes, what you've all been waiting for, the numbers on the deal. But before we move on, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Rachel here. Are you interested in mobile home investing? If yes, I've got a free mobile home investing course for you. It's called What You Need to Know to Get Started in Mobile Home Investing. It details all the ins and outs of what you need to know before you get started as a mobile home investor. With so much information out there, it's overwhelming to go out and search for what you're looking for. So I put my knowledge and expertise in mobile home investing to work, and it's all in this free training course. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash free training class. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash free training class. Grab your seat and get started today. 
Now, back to the show. Okay, so let's talk about my first mobile home deal. It was a two-bedroom, one-bath, 1980s-style home located in a nice mobile home park. Going back to last episode's story about the importance of first building a relationship with the park manager before going out to find deals, I was much smarter and wiser at this point in my career. Though it did take me a while to build up the relationship in this particular park with the park manager. Almost a year, eight months exactly. By the way, I'll go into how to build relationships with park managers and owners in a future episode. I have more details about this deal and how I did it in my book, Adventures in Mobile Homes, How I Got Started in Mobile Home Investing, and How You Can Too. I'll be sure to link the book in the show notes for this episode if you'd like to read more. Getting back to the story, the sellers had lived in the home for about 10 years. Being that the home was a two-bedroom, one-bath, they wanted something bigger. So they called me. On the phone, I went over the usual questions you ask sellers, which is detailed in my book, about the home, such as how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, what's included, what needs to be fixed, etc., etc. While they answered my questions, I took notes on the phone. By the way, it's always good to have a notebook and something to write with when you're talking to sellers at all times. Though, when it came to me asking the sellers about the price, they were silent. Basically, they told me they wanted to meet with me first before discussing the price for the home. Now, to be honest, this was a red flag. I kind of thought, this was a trick. One where the sellers wanted to meet me at their home and convince me to buy the home at their price and on their terms. This was farther from the truth. Unfortunately, I thought this way due to a course I read that warned against meeting with sellers who don't name a price over the phone. Basically, the gist was that if they can't even name a price over the phone, then they're not even that motivated to sell. Well, I'm glad I didn't take this advice. While on the phone, I thought to myself, what do I even have to lose? It'll just be my time, and maybe, just maybe, I'll learn something from the experience. 
So I went ahead and set the appointment. I'm so glad I did. Once I got to the home, I inspected it as if I were planning to live there as a homeowner. I went through the entire home. I checked to make sure all the lights were working, ran the water, tested the toilets, including the combination shower tub. I checked the heating and air conditioning to make sure it all worked. I opened up the cabinets. I looked for any leaks underneath the cabinets coming from the pipes. I opened up the drawers. I opened up the stove. I opened up the refrigerator. I checked the floor for any soft spots. I looked at the ceiling to make sure there weren't any leaks in the roof. And then I looked at the outside and walked around the entire home looking for any issues that may need fixing, repairing, or replacing. On the outside of the home, there was an area that looked like the hardy board siding needed to be replaced. So I took that into account. On a side note, I had to get estimates and opinions from other contractors on this specific area, which I'll go over in a future episode. All in all, it looked like a pretty solid home. And the sellers, they seemed very honest and upfront, which I found through experience is the most important quality when working with sellers. After inspecting the home, I asked the sellers what they wanted to sell the home for and their time frame for selling. And then I closed my mouth. I was silent. They told me they wanted to sell within a month. They still needed to find a new place to live, but they knew the general area where they wanted to live. So it was just a matter of finding a place that fit their needs. They wanted something bigger. Regarding the price, they told me they were thinking of selling the home for $5,000. Still being new to mobile home investing, I knew I still had to do my research and my due diligence. I told them I'd have to think about it and get back to them. The sellers then asked me, when could we meet again? I told them in the next couple of days, and then I left. On a side note, I found that most sellers are willing to work with the first person they meet and talk to. It's really not necessary to jump into trying to tie up a deal unless you're sure you want to buy the home. Of course, this goes for sellers who are upfront and honest about things. Not those who are dishonest. 
So for the next few days, I took the time to research the home. I contacted my local government entity in charge of titling mobile homes to verify the title was in the seller's name and discovered the home was free of liens and no taxes were owed. Okay, so far, so good. Then I researched the tax records for the home. I found that the current assessed value of the home was in the $4,000 price range. I asked my local government entity in charge of titling mobile homes what the process was for transferring title and ownership of the home. Basically, they told me there could not be any liens on the home, and other than that, it was just a matter of filling out a form for the paperwork. Great. So, a couple days after meeting the sellers, they called me again. They asked me whether I made a decision about buying the home. So I asked the sellers again how much they wanted for the home and what was the best they could do if I paid cash. Again, I was silent and said nothing. This time, they told me $4,200. So they went down from $5,000 to $4,200 in a matter of days. That's an $800 price difference. Again, I told them I would think about it and suggested we meet up again in a few days. And so we all agreed. A few days later, we met up again. I asked the sellers once more, what was the best price they could do if I'd paid for the home in cash? After a bit of negotiating, we came to an agreed purchase price of $3,600. I had the home under contract that day. Regarding the funds to buy the home, remember in the first episode, episode one, when I told you I sold my entire real estate portfolio? Well, I used the funds from the proceeds to buy this mobile home deal and many others down the road. Getting back to the story, within a few weeks, the sellers had their new home picked out. We went together to the local housing authority. We did the paperwork for the title transfer and exchanged the funds. To make a long story short, I had the home sold in two weeks. I found plenty of prospective buyers just by placing a sign in the yard. I found a nice family for the home. It went for $10,000, and I received $1,000 to move in and $250 per month for the next four and a half years.
This was my first deal and my most memorable one. So there you have it. My first mobile home deal. What did you think? Did I inspire you to get started in mobile home investing? I hope so. As you can see, it took me a while to find my first deal and put it together. Again, almost a year, eight months to be exact. I did the deal in a park where I had already established a relationship with the park manager. I learned the importance of this lesson back when I first started my mobile home investing journey, which I talk about in episode one of this podcast. Had I not had a relationship with the park manager, I may not have been able to do this deal and may not be here talking to you about it today. Though I didn't have all the answers when I met with the sellers regarding the deal, I knew where to look and where to find them. I still had to do my own due diligence. Since I was able to build rapport with the sellers and we established trust on both sides, I didn't even have to put this deal under contract right away. The sellers waited for me to get back with them to make a decision. Building relationships is one of the most important things in this business and any other business for that matter. I cannot stress that enough. If you don't take the time to build relationships and grow them, it'll be much harder for you to succeed as a real estate investor or mobile home investor. In any case, I hope this episode has helped. Stay tuned next week as I talk about the importance of taking action and the steps you can do to take action as a mobile home investor in order to jumpstart your own mobile home investing business. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes where I link up some of the resources mentioned here. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash three. And that is the number three. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash three. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with family and friends. And be sure to subscribe. If you have some time, I'd love to hear your feedback through a short Apple Podcasts review. 
Until next time, this is Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast, signing off. Take care and stay safe.